June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Tonight, the death toll in America nears 150,000. As the nation's top health official warns, the virus is moving north. As a new federal report says 21 states are in the red zone, Dr. Deborah Burks urges more states to shut down bars and reduce social gatherings, and even encouraging some people to wear masks inside their homes. Gross violation of common sense. Governor Andrew Cuomo says he's appalled by a concert in the Hamptons, and there will be consequences, as New York adds more states to its travel advisory. President Trump continues to promote an unproven drug after the president's son is temporarily booted off Twitter for spreading false information, why Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube removed the content. Excessive force? Attorney General William Barr on Capitol Hill defends the use of tear gas in D.C.'s Lafayette Park. As an officer with the National Guard testifies, protesters were met with excessive force. The events I witnessed at Lafayette Square on the evening of June 1st were deeply disturbing to me and fellow National Guardsmen. Campaign 2020, America decides. Joe Biden says he'll pick his running mate next week. So who's on the short list? Deadly shark attack, a 63-year-old woman killed by a great white shark, as shark sightings in New York force popular beaches to close along the coast. Two fatal accidents prompt New York City to shut down a popular moped-sharing company. Could other cities do the same? And tonight, military history. The woman now in charge of the U.S. Army Reserves, shattering a glass ceiling more than 100 years old. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight with the death toll from coronavirus closing in on 150,000 Americans. It now appears the outbreak is growing so rapidly nationwide that nearly half of all states are in what the White House calls the red zone. In a new report given to governors this week but not released publicly, the president's coronavirus task force says the infection rate in 21 states is so high that they should begin reimposing restrictions. This is even as the president is publicly calling on governors to reopen. Now, nowhere is that more obvious than in Florida, where tonight the state has reached its highest single-day death toll since the crisis began. And in yet more ominous evidence that the pandemic shows no sign of slowing down, Dr. Deborah Burks, the administration's coronavirus coordinator, says the virus is again moving north. And she's now encouraging more states, including Virginia, to limit indoor dining and shut down bar service. Well, tonight, Major League Baseball is shutting down, too, at least temporarily. The league says the Philadelphia Phillies and Miami Marlins will postpone their games for several days after four more players for the Marlins tested positive today. At a press briefing late today, President Trump defended a video he retweeted featuring a doctor making inaccurate statements, saying that masks don't work and that there's a cure for the virus. 
Both are not true. That's why the country's biggest social media, media companies call what the video false and removed it from their platforms. Well, there's a lot of reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Miami. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. Today, Florida broke its record for COVID-19 deaths reported in a single day, 186 residents. There are signs that hospitalizations may be leveling off, but the virus continues to disrupt life here and across the country. Nearly half of the states are now part of the government's so-called red zone due to rising cases, including Missouri, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. We can see the virus moving north. Today, Dr. Deborah Burke said hotspots threaten regions where cases are controlled. What we're seeing across the south right now is both rural infections as well as small metros and major metros simultaneously. This week, Dr. Burks was in five states where cases are on the rise and recommended that some states close bars and limit capacity. Kentucky ordered all bars to close at 5 p.m., but the governor of Tennessee refused to close bars. Dr. Burks also recommended that multi-generational families who live together wear masks inside their homes. The outbreak among the Miami Marlins has reportedly grown to as many as 17 players and staff, putting their season on hold until at least Sunday. NFL players reporting to camp this week will be subjected to a slew of testing just to get practices going. R.J. Anderson is a writer for CBS Sports. If baseball can't pull this off without a bubble, I'm not really sure how football is going to pull it off. Today, Pfizer announced it's on phase three of their vaccine testing. Barry Colvin is part of the trial. If this was a way I could help, uh, I wanted to try to do it. A vaccine can't come soon enough. Outside Miami, there is this grim sign of the pandemic. An overwhelmed funeral home in Hialeah is using a refrigerated container to store bodies. It's a sign of just how hard hit this working class community is. The funeral home will not confirm COVID-19 victims are stored there, but people here say there's no other explanation. In New York, there was outrage after video surfaced of a concert over the weekend where there was no social distancing. Governor Andrew Cuomo. It was a gross violation of common sense. Today, the governor added three more states to the quarantine list, now up to 34. As the virus's painful march continues, claiming the life of Dr. Joseph Costa of Baltimore, the head of Mercy Medical Center's critical care division. Dr. Costa is a hero. He was doing incredible work, saving lives for many years, including from the coronavirus. We have also learned that Texas has changed the way it tracks coronavirus deaths, and that has revealed more than 600 additional victims of the virus there. One state official joined Dr. Burke today in recommending that people who live in multi-generational homes wear a mask, even inside the house. Nora? New recommendations. Manny Bajorquez, thank you. And today, in an extraordinary move, the three most powerful social media companies effectively censored video shared by President Trump because it promoted false and misleading claims about COVID-19. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube have labeled false information in the past. This time, they deleted the video, but not before it was seen on Facebook at least 14 million times. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. In a dramatic move, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube rebuked the president and his son, Donald Trump Jr., accusing them of peddling false information about the virus. 
Twitter removed the president's retweets of several versions of this video. We're America's frontline doctors. In which a group of doctors make several patently false claims, including that there's a cure for the virus and nothing needs to be shut down. All at odds with the recommendations of the president's own health experts. You don't need masks. There is a cure. I think they're very respected doctors. Uh, there was a, a woman who was spectacular in her statements about it, uh, that she's had tremendous success with it. And they took her, they took her voice off. The video promotes hydroxychloroquine, the drug the president has touted as a potential treatment. The administration's own FDA says it does not treat COVID and can have harmful side effects. Many doctors think it's extremely good, and some people don't. Some people, I think it's become very political. Uh, I happen to believe in it. Social media platforms removed the video, with Facebook saying it contains false information about cures and treatments for COVID-19, a violation of its policies. Twitter temporarily suspended Donald Trump Jr.'s account for sharing the same video. And President Trump is also once again criticizing Dr. Anthony Fauci. He retweeted a post that accuses Dr. Fauci of misleading the American people. Asked about that tonight here at the White House, the president claims he still has a good relationship with the doctor. Nora. All right, Ben Tracy at the White House, thank you. Today, Democrats accused Attorney General Bill Barr of doing President Trump's political bidding and of a double standard by using federal agents against protesters in Portland while ignoring armed militias who took over Michigan's Capitol building earlier this year. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. Since when is it okay to try to burn down a federal court? Attorney General William Barr came loaded for bear. Defending his decision to take on protesters in Portland. They have these powerful slingshots with ball bearings that they shoot. They've used pellet guns. We believe we have found uh, those uh, projectiles uh, at bo- have penetrated uh, marshals to the bone. Democrats argued the unidentified federal agents he deployed are only causing more tension. Use pepper spray and truncheons on American citizens. And they questioned his motives. The president wants footage for his campaign ads, and you appear to be serving it up to him as ordered. In most of these cities, the protests had begun to wind down before you marched in and confronted the protesters. We are at the courthouse defending the courthouse. We're not out looking for trouble. Navy veteran Christopher David would tell a different story. He was protesting unarmed and was attacked. The inspector general is reviewing that particular issue. Well, do you think he deserved to get pepper sprayed and beaten to the point of broken bones? As I say, the inspector general is going to review the incident. Barr also defended his order to forcefully disperse a mostly peaceful crowd near the White House last month. It's my understanding that no tear gas was used. A National Guardsman who was on duty that day disputed that in a separate hearing. I could feel irritation in my eyes and nose and... Based off my previous exposure to tear gas and training, I recognize that irritation as effects consistent with CS or tear gas. The events I witnessed at Lafayette Square on the evening of June 1st were deeply disturbing. Portland's mayor and its police commissioner are now requesting what they call a ceasefire, the removal of all federal forces from Portland. The attorney general said today he only sent his own people in, Nora, because the local police weren't doing their job. Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. Thank you, Nancy. 
A new policy in Austin, Texas, has forced the police there to release video of the deadly shooting of a black and Latino man named Michael Ramos. Now, this happened in April. The video shows Ramos getting out of his car with his hands and shirt raised. Police first shoot Ramos with a beanbag round before he gets back in his car and starts driving. That's when Ramos was shot dead. He was later found to be unarmed. Two officers are now on administrative uh, duty. The case won't go to a grand jury until next year. Today, Joe Biden accused President Trump of dividing Americans along racial lines for his own political gain. Biden also says he's close to choosing his running mate, with several African-American women topping the list of candidates. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Appearing in Delaware today, Joe Biden said he's just days away from picking his own running mate. I'm going to have a, a choice in the first week in August. He's choosing from a group of women, including well-known names like Senators Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, and less familiar faces like Congresswomen Val Demings and Karen Bass, who questioned the Attorney General today on Capitol Hill. But Biden has said repeatedly he's looking for someone with whom he has a good working relationship. That would seem to favor another name on the list, Susan Rice, the former Obama National Security Advisor, with whom Biden worked closely. Today, Biden spoke about the economic recovery, erasing racial inequity, and once again criticized President Trump. He's determined to stoke division and chaos. It's not good for the country. But Donald Trump doesn't care. Recent polls show Biden leading in key swing states. But a recent CBS poll showed that more people are inclined to vote against the president, not necessarily for Biden. We asked him about that today. Are you running against President Trump or for president and for Joe Biden? I'm running because... Trump is the president. And I think our democracy is at stake, for real. I also asked Biden what he thinks of plans to reopen schools and restart pro sports. He said educators and athletes should, quote, follow the science, and that based on what Major League Baseball is saying tonight, he said he doubts that teams will be able to play ball. Nora? Ed O'Keefe, thank you. There were more shark sightings today on New York's Long Island, and it forced one city to send out a warning saying the ocean is closed until further notice. Farther north in Maine, a swimmer was mauled to death Monday in an attack by a great white. Very rare in those waters. Here's CBS's Mololengi. Tonight, New York City's most popular beaches are closed after more shark sightings. The same day, Maine named the victim of the state's first known shark fatality. This is a very highly unusual event. Witnesses along the shoreline saw 63-year-old New York City resident Julie Demperio Holowak swimming with her daughter 20 yards off the shore of Bailey Island on Monday when she was attacked. We were able to recover a fragment of a tooth, and with that fragment, uh, Mr. Skolmol was able to positively identify this as a great white shark. Holowak's daughter was uninjured. This is the time of year they move up for their summer and fall feeding aggregations on those seals. Research group OSEARCH studies sharks and their migration patterns. They've tracked white sharks recently as far north as Nova Scotia, Canada. Graphic photos shared by Arizona State University's Sulikowski Lab shows large sharks on the hunt in Maine in recent weeks. Now we look like their food and are swimming amongst their food. And, you know, that creates an opportunity for bad things to happen. Ocean temperatures off the coast of New England are averaging about 10 degrees warmer right now, which is pushing the predator and its prey uh, further north into these regions. OSEARCH, 
which researches this, has detected six sharks off the coast of Long Island here over the last month, including one 10-foot-long great white just today. Still, Nora, experts say it is incredibly rare for sharks to attack people. Mola Lenghi on the beaches of New York tonight. Thank you, Mola. And just hours after a second fatal moped accident and a CBS News report on safety concerns around the company Revel, today the company abruptly halted operations in New York City. But the popular mopeds are still on the streets in cities across the country. We've got more now from CBS's Chris Van Cleve. There's a police car there. Tonight, New York police are investigating a second deadly crash involving a rebel moped in less than 10 days. This one killing a 32-year-old man in Queens. Earlier this month, WCBS-TV reporter Nina Kapoor died after being thrown from a rebel. Dennis Flores witnessed that accident. Before this incident, I've never seen not one person wearing a helmet. Just hours after Tuesday's fatal crash, an hour CBS News report finding dangerous driving by people using the app-based shared moped service, Revel announced it was halting operations in New York City. Mayor Bill de Blasio. That is the right thing to do because no one should be running a business that is not safe. Revel says it's voluntarily shutting down New York City's service to further review and strengthen our rider accountability and safety measures. The company says it's suspended more than 2,000 riders for safety violations over the last six weeks. A Revel commissioned safety study found 155 incidents involving an injury or property damage in the last half of 2019. These mopeds remain on the streets here in Washington, in Austin, and in Oakland. Safety advocates say they really do have a learning curve to operate them safely. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Some weather news. The next named storm is forming, this time in the Atlantic. Tropical storm warnings are up for the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, which could be hit in the next 36 hours. From there, the storm is expected to move northwest and could threaten the Bahamas and Florida. Tonight, war games by the Iranian military are again raising tensions with the U.S. In the Persian Gulf, Iran fired missiles at a mock U.S. aircraft carrier. Iranian fast boats moved in and commandos boarded it from a helicopter. Two U.S. airport bases in the region went on alert during the exercise. A Navy spokeswoman called Iran's behavior irresponsible and reckless. A growing number of people say they've received mysterious packets of seeds in their mailbox. The seeds, apparently from China, have turned up unsolicited in at least 45 states. The Department of Agriculture is urging people not to plant them and has begun an investigation. Now to our series, Profiles in Service, and a military milestone today as Lieutenant General Jody Daniels achieves something that has never been done before. Today, Lieutenant General Daniels was sworn into the history books. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. Becoming the first female commander of the Army Reserve, breaking a 112-year glass ceiling. The 36-year military veteran's new appointment, yet another sign of progress. Last month, the Senate confirmed Air Force General Charles Brown Jr. as the first black officer to lead a military branch. And on Friday, Lieutenant Madeline Swagel gets her wings as the Navy's first black female fighter pilot. With women making up 16 percent of the active duty military force, Lieutenant General Daniels, who served in Kosovo, South Korea and Iraq, says she's focused on the next generation. I look forward to serving you all over the next four years. Ready now, shaping tomorrow. 
And Daniels will lead over 200,000 soldiers and staff in all 50 states and more than 30 countries. And we salute her for her service. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the students volunteering to shop for senior citizens to protect them from COVID. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. See you tomorrow. Good night. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.